Good evening, listeners, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast, where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, calling in from St. Louis, and from an undisclosed location in California, my faithful co-host, Patrick Anderson. Here I am. Hey, hey, how's it going? No, it's going pretty good, man. Good, good. How about you? I'm how's doing all right, man. The, the, the weather's just all over the place. I mean, you know how it is here in any midwestern town america you know hey man if you don't like the weather now just wait for a couple hours oh yep yep it actually was like that today though like we were going to the cardinal game and uh this morning it was storming so we were wondering if uh it was actually going to happen but now i'm sunburned so only in missouri that's so classic yeah yeah so there's a lot of that so i despite the sunburn I'm uh, I'm sticking through. I'm toughing it out, and uh, I'm doing this podcast anyway because this is kind I'm of really an ex- proud of you. That would well, that would yeah. uh, that would definitely that would definitely incapacitate me for a podcast. We we've called off for dumber reasons before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I got a sunburn today. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do the podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I had to do this one because we're we're switching it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We not that we haven't done general discussions in the past but we tend to stick to album reviews for the most part um however there has been a lot of music news lately that has generated a lot of controversy and discussion in the uh in the the zeitgeist and the social media if you will so we wanted to share our opinions on that as well and depending on how we and you like this format we may continue to do more episodes similar to this in the future um but yeah we we pretty much just want to talk about the state of music uh we want to talk about what's happening in the musical news landscape if you will um so we drew up a few topics uh we'll eventually get to discussing the new childish gambino music video this is america we'll talk about uh, Spotify's treatment of R. Kelly and XXX Tentacion amid their uh, allegations and arrests and whatnot. But first, um, pretty much everyone has an opinion on this, and if not on this, then on the man himself. We can't not talk about these Kanye West tweets, even though I try not to care about Kanye West tweets all that often, but this story and these tweets in particular are so big that they're just impossible to ignore if you're the kind of person who runs a music podcast. So um, mm-hmm. so I'll kind of um, read off not everything he's tweeted because he's shared a lot of opinions, but I'll kind of share some of the, uh, the highlights, uh, quote-unquote highlights, if you will. Um, here's I, I'm reading these tweets verbatim, all right? Uh, you don't have to... Kanye's words, not mine, just to clarify, because, wow... Uh, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to independent thought. And then in another tweet, my MAGA hat is signed with a bunch of flame emojis. And he up- uploaded a photo of his hat signed by President Trump. Uh, Kim Kardashian then chimed in saying Kanye is years ahead of his time. Thanks, Kim. Uh, and then Kanye West spoke to <laughs> he, he spoke to TMZ live in an interview shortly thereafter and said that slavery, quote, sounds like a choice. 
Uh, he defended himself on Twitter by saying verbatim, my point is for us to have stayed in that position, even though the numbers were on our side, means that we were mentally enslaved. They cut our tongues so we couldn't communicate to each other. I will not allow my tongue to be cut. They can no longer stop our voice. So in essence, he's been very vocally supportive of President Trump. He's tweeted a lot of and said a lot of controversial remarks. What do you think about all this? I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's like ridiculous to the level of, like to a level that we've never really seen Kanye go before. Which is saying something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous to the point he's like, he's really found the way to alienate himself as far as possible um, from from his fans which like is a classic thing that he said or whatever was like once they love you make them hate you or whatever Mm -hmm. because he's all about having this contrarian mentality but like I mean I don't know I like first I was thinking about this like you know he wasn't saying anything too bad about it and it was Mm -hmm. like I don't know it was just like the 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 fact that he was um i mean he's kanye west and he's using his platform to show such love and support for trump is one thing but it's not like i mean like if that's actually how he feels then he does have every right to express that Mm -hmm. but the whole slavery thing (laughs) is just mind-blowing to me that is just uh, that's indefensible like really um i i just don't i I don't understand yeah (laughs) where it came from what the thought process was behind that like i don't understand what's going on with him right now and it could be that that's actually what he wants i don't know Mm -hmm. but it's just like it's so bizarre and it's just like it's like so harmful that it's just like it it makes it it makes me just like really uh upset at like what kanye's doing these days usually i'm able to usually i'm able to uh, side on the 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 devil's advocate for kanye of well it's kanye don't take him that seriously because Mm -hmm. he doesn't usually do he says some crazy shit sometimes Mm -hmm. usually Mm -hmm. yeah but like any oh and like in the past he has but usually it's like to the point where it's like pretty harmless it's just like he's just making he's just like yelling in a in a you know in a crowd and making people nervous and <laughs> saying like weird stuff you know to to make put people on edge and usually it's not that bad but like this stuff is like so uh, usually I was able to be like oh well come on it's kind of don't take him that seriously and it's like I, it, it made sense but this stuff is like he's gotten to the point now where he's almost made his fans make a choice mm-hmm. <laughs> as to whether or not they're going to like support him. And speaking of his fans making a choice, this these past couple of weeks have been a reminder that Kanye fans, a group of them, will defend Kanye regardless of yeah, what no he matter says what or what he does. There's just always a crowd out there that's gonna try to spin that wheel in Kanye's direction, and that's that's fine. I get it. They're, they're, the fan bases can be ridiculous sometimes. Um, with these statements in particular, I mean he's always shared his opinion. But, and I don't mean to 
we're we're not a pro-Trump podcast. I don't want to spend this whole discussion illustrating that. But he he's come a long way from uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. I, I feel like there's a, a lot you have to go through to go yeah. from that to get to some of the stuff to he this, said recently, to, right? To 400 years of slavery sounds like a choice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of you know so you're right i think that supports your point that he's willing to take whatever the controversial opinion is at the time which makes me wonder whether he genuinely believes what he's saying or if the timing of these quotes are pretty convenient given that he has a couple yeah. of records coming out or some combination of the two um so do you think there's any of that involved in this? This Do you think this is a lot of pre-album buzz that we're dealing with here? I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, at a loss right now with this kind of stuff. It's just, it's bizarre because, like, I could, I could see it one way or the other. Like, I could see him doing this just because... to his album but then i'm like also you know like looking at that is i feel like a dangerous thing in itself too because of how like real and uh how real and uh controversial the statements that he's making this time are yeah i think he has a um he has such a large following now that these kind of statements whether he's meaning them genuinely or just you know throwing shit out there and seeing what sticks he has such a large fan base that they're gonna run with it and he has a ton of influence whether he's meaning to or not um are you are you surprised by any of this i mean i'm surprised by the slavery con comments but are you surprised that he's a trump supporter um, I think like two years ago, was it two years ago? Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. He did. He did in the past yeah. show support, didn't he? Yeah, at his concert in Sacramento. Okay. Which I didn't. Which I didn't go to, and I'm pretty glad that I didn't buy tickets to that one. I went to <laughs> one in Oakland, California, instead. Um, did he say anything on that but, show? Uh, by the way. When you... No, not at that show. He didn't. He didn't do any rants um, at that show. He restarted. He restarted famous like five times. <laughs> but I mean, that was more fun than anything else. I was just like, yeah, this is what I wanted. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, no, I, I think it was at the Sacramento show. He said first that um, he would have voted for Trump if he would have voted. Yeah. Um, which is like one that's such a shitty statement anyway yeah because it's like okay well you didn't vote so <laughs> who gives a shit what you think right you had a chance like, to vote and you didn't yeah but like, that's just such a that's a fuck you because it's like it, it, it felt like Kanye was basically just like oh Trump won so I'm gonna tell you like I would have voted for the winner <laughs> I like it I like, like it like Jesus Christ but okay so um, so he did that in the past and then I was I was a little bit surprised but then I'm, I was also thinking about it I'm like no I'm not really that surprised by it because mm -hmm. he's like it makes sense his mentality's at a point or at a place where he's like he's so obsessed with this idea of what Donald Trump is as like a of, of um, 
an underdog kind of uh, just a winning machine mm-hmm. on paper basically mm-hmm. you know what I mean like especially with this presidential election he he just tore through all of the um, negative press and um, right, rightful negative press but sure. negative yeah. press yeah. and campaigned his ass off and marketed himself so well to the point where he ended up winning when New York Times at the like three days before the election is giving him like a three percent chance of winning, mm-hmm. and he and he goes through and does it. So I think Kanye is like so obsessed with that idea of what he represents in that aspect that he doesn't give a shit what else what what right. anything else is. Like yeah. he's just like it doesn't matter. Like this guy did this. I want to listen to. Him. I want to figure out what he's about. You know, he did that, so he's worth listening to. That's what I feel like. That's more of where he's, his mentality, and that makes sense because that's like that. That makes sense to like who Kanye is as a person, yeah. and to who a lot of like workaholic genius type people are as you know as people. You know, like I, I feel like a like a lot of a lot of those type of people are. Not maybe not Trump supporters. Some of them might be, but maybe not Trump supporters. But at least like super appreciative of that idea mm-hmm. of just going after it and winning at all costs, which is like you know fine. Mm-hmm. But um, that's only part of the equation here. Like. Yeah, but the thing is the the thing that so I'm not super surprised that he's a Trump supporter. What I am surprised about is where he decided to take that. Like he took, he didn't take it to the point where he's actually talking about um, Trump. Like he he didn't even, he doesn't even talk about that like so much. Like Trump as a winning person and as somebody like this mentality and how he admires that. He takes it so far immediately to talking about how slavery <laughs> he thinks was a choice. Yeah, and you know how like just all this all this like this this stuff that like could be seen as anti-black which is a good amount of the trump uh, uh the the support base that that came out and voted for him mm-hmm. and and that's and that's what i'm surprised about that he wasn't talking about he's he's talking about that far right pretty racist <laughs> view that some Trump supporters have, instead of being like a Trump supporting um, celebrity that loves him for these like certain reasons, like the winning reasons. So, yeah, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't want to tell Kanye what he believes, but if I were to just sit back and guess, I think you're right. I think most of the support just comes from not anything policy based, but just sympathizing with this successful perceived genius perceived asshole this misunderstood character who succeeds despite all the hatred you know i think kanye sees a lot of himself in donald trump Uh, i think that's mostly what it is and i think you you stated that eloquently um my thing with this it's not that he's supporting Trump. Um, it's that 
the reasons he kind of laid out after that don't seem to to me they don't seem to um, be consistent with what I perceive as someone who supports Trump. He he tweeted something like, or is this in the song Yay versus the People? It's either a tweet or a lyric where he says something to the extent of, um, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, I don't want to choose sides, I'm, I'm trying to unify. I'm like that's yeah. I think I think that's in Yay versus the people. Oh yeah, he's he's uh, something like you on some choosing side shit. I'm on some unified shit or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, right, yeah, yeah. And that's not what I perceive to be Trump's platform. I, I don't know. That's just not at all. Yeah, it's like yeah. basically his his platform is basically like win and bury your competition right it, right the the dems like are losing embarrass you know. your competition yeah the the crooked libs the, the get the mexicans out let's ban the muslims you know all of that like that doesn't sound like unified to me so uh, i have no problem well i have a slight problem i, I generally don't <laughs> uh disapprove of the whole supporting trump thing i just don't think he knows what he's talking about at the end yeah, of the day, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with people. Somebody's right to support sure, Trump. Sure, absolutely. That's obviously, yeah. But like, some I, of my yeah, best I friends are Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah, but I obviously have a problem supporting Trump for myself. Sure, I, sure. You know, that's yeah. So I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I think, I think that like he's like trying to get this message out that it's like. Um, being a Trump supporter can be a unifying thing, which is fine. Sure, right, mm-hmm. okay. But, like, what you're saying, like, when you go on TMZ and you talk about how 400 years of slavery was a choice, that's not really a unifying statement. Not at that's all. That's pretty fucking terrible. It's, it's unifying in the sense that maybe if we just kind of gloss over history, we can kind of forget it ever happened, and then we can all live together in harmony. Kind of Like, it's a very idealistic yeah. view of unifying the country. But This whole thing is just, that whole thing is so, it's just so bizarre. It's yeah. so weird, and it's like, I haven't really known how, how to feel about it, because it, part of it's different because Kanye is an outspoken black rapper mm-hmm. celebrity. Yeah. And one of the foremost black geniuses of his of of recent memory. Right. A, a, a guy and, who his first couple of albums was a, very much a conscious hip hop artist uh um supporting, you know, the the, the common man uh, you know the African Americans. You know, kind of something that would spit in the face of what he's saying now. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. so, so that okay, I mean, like, so we have all of that with Kanye, right? And if somebody, if some other outspoken white celebrity was, I don't know what an equivalent would be to Kanye, but you know, like a big white celebrity Mm -hmm. comes out and does all this stuff, I feel like I would have more of a strong opinion to to state, because I'm, you know, I'm able to comment on that, I'm able to comment on some of the mindsets that can, that, that this person might be thinking about, or whatever, like these processes that, that could get this person to think like that. But 
like like I just don't know where to like where it's so bizarre because Kanye has this reputation in the past as being a pretty uh, outspoken like civil rights activist George Bush doesn't care about black people guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and and now it's whenever he's saying this stuff it's like I like is I can't I feel like I like can't really. I can say how I feel about it, but I can't comment on where he's coming from with it because right. I have no idea. Right. At you the know? end of the day, we're we're making a lot of uh, conjectures. I guess we can't tell Kanye what he feels, but we're going off of what he has said publicly, um, which is it's just confusing. it's just it's just bizarre, and it's and it's uh, I don't know. I mean. Part of it's because, like, I'll you know, we we will never understand what that process is like because we we are white straight men in America. Mm-hmm. So commenting on that is just it, on this is just bizarre yeah. because it's like I can I know I objectively am like a hundred percent against this, but I don't know where this is coming from. So this is so weird for me to talk about. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see if he delves into this on his album or if this yay versus the yeah. thing is kind of an outlier um one other thing oh. i wanted to say about that song is uh he has some lyric about like i took the hat uh i, I flipped it and changed the meaning of it it's like did you i i, I don't know yeah but he says like he added empathy yeah i'm like okay and <laughs> Him, him with this fucking pseudo intellectual philosophical bullshit is the most cringy thing. Like, are you talking this song? Ever seen a celebrity go through? Yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's like putting like like the stuff that I get on the back of my Yogi T tags on his Twitter account, and he's and he's saying like me saying this stuff is unifying everybody and it's like oh my god like yeah. it, it's a it, it's just yeah. it, it, your pseudo intellectual is the proper term it's a lot of fake deep r slash i'm 14 and this is deep kind of <laughs> right yeah exactly or yeah. i'm very smart subreddit you know it, it's a lot of that um th- this song and we can discuss more of it when the album comes out if this is on the album but just in summary short thoughts is uh it, it, Kanye is he's setting he's making TI a straw man a straw man that doesn't have very good counter arguments and is just beating the crap out of TI's counter arguments with arguments that don't make much sense in their own right I, I don't know it's it's a weird I kind of like the concept but um yeah it it's a very it, it's a very odd execution that I don't think works because ultimately I don't think Kanye knows much politically yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I'm, I fuck with the concept of it a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, agreed. Like, I think that concept is awesome. And when I was first, when I first like started, I'm like, okay, this is really cool. This is like, this is a, a really really good way for him to express um, what he's talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> no, if if and he then, pulled it off, I think it would have been a great way. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, yeah, he it could have been great, but then because. It feels like he he got. It basically feels like his execution was like, well, 
the concept of this is self-reflective so the entire song is just going to be truth right you know i don't really have to work further than that i don't need ti to actually come up with any arguments i'm going to write them for him and this is all truth but it's all within his own head right it's like kanye wrote the entire story and then because this is kanye's song he's gonna win in the end because you know why why yeah so you know yeah, I, I I really liked the concept of it, but like, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't leave me with anything. No no lasting thoughts to actually to actually break down or anything. It's just basically like Kanye giving what everybody asks him, and then and then saying like, well, you're wrong because I you know I believe this, and then it's like, okay, well we're at the same spot that we were before. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly, and. and before we move on there's the one lyric that stands out that ti says he's something to the extent of like you know this is as bad as when uh catholic priests were were raping kids or whatever it's like no one is saying that like yeah no no one is saying anything like that and then kanye defends against that statement and it's like oh kanye sure showed this straw man you know what's up yeah exactly yeah it's like wow (laughs) yeah you sure told him the guy who is comparing this to you know um but yeah it, it, the only reason i bring up the song is because i think it's an encapsulation of this entire thing which is that he's spitting out a lot of mostly incoherent political thoughts and controversial statements that ultimately d- have a lot of influence but also don't hold much water when tested against actual political analysis so i don't know yeah that's yeah that's that, that's really great i like that that idea that that's basically an, enca- an encapsulation of this whole thing yeah listening to that song all right so yeah you want to you want to move on to this next topic yeah just i'm really sad about kanye these days it is that's, it, all, that, that's it, all that it is really we, we do plan on reviewing these albums if they come out um so we can share more of our thoughts at that time um, but yeah, as a as a Kanye fan, as a podcast that has dedicated a lot of time to Kanye West, despite only releasing one album <laughs> in the time we've had a podcast. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, the only he's the only artist we've had an entire podcast over too, right? Exactly. Yeah, we just had a Kanye yeah. West discussion podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're we're big fans of him. We're we're disappointed. I think is safe to say, and um, we'll see what happens from here. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, Next, we have uh, a story I'm I'm more excited to talk about um, from a personal mm-hmm. standpoint. Uh, Donald Glover, multi-talented artist uh, in a variety of media, hosted SNL recently. Um, and by the way, he was great on SNL. Um, mm-hmm. He performed a, a couple new songs as Childish Gambino during the musical performance segments. Uh, He then released a music video for one of the songs that he performed uh, titled This Is America. Um, This video blew up. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already seen the video. You probably have some thoughts on it yourself. It now has over 150 million views on YouTube, uh, several of which are courtesy of uh, yours truly. Um, The video's message and artistic direction have been discussed They've been debated ever since it was released uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess now. Um, so I guess we'll just start with, uh, you know, what did you think of the uh, the video and the song, I guess, too? Uh, really happy with with 
with like the success that he's seen mm-hmm. with this video the artistic direction that he took with it with the video and the song um and i'm just like it, it's really cool to see donald glover well childish cambino mm-hmm. really actually seeing some um artistic peaking happening i mm-hmm. feel like i agree um because i i mean I, I i was never a fan of childish gambino um really i mean like i liked i liked um the 2016 album what was it awaken my love mm-hmm. the george clinton album pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah i liked some of it um i mean redbone is amazing redbone yeah yeah redbone is redbone it's amazing um and then there's some songs here and there that are pretty cool and everything but that's basically like how i've felt about him is like he's got one or two songs that are like ooh, that's really cool and then it's just like ugh, like mm-hmm. <laughs> right not not great stuff here and there but this mm-hmm. feels like um sort of like an amalgamation of everything that he's had his talents in um, the video especially so f- um, film acting uh move or uh acting and movies the same thing mm-hmm. um <laughs> music um all of that and and he sort of pulled them all together in the in a really great way and threw some like modern philosophical elements into it and made a really cool discussion piece for people and i think that he's such a talented guy um and i'm glad that this this blew up like this i'm just nervous that this is his red bone oh for, interesting for what for his new album that comes out interesting the rest and the rest of the album turns out to be kind of like Whoa. i haven't i haven't heard this take yet but i i i'm now curious as well that that's a good point um and i'm someone that I uh, I'm I don't like, want to take yeah. away I don't want sure. to take away from how great this song actually is because I think that's the point is that this song is like kind of like um, an iconic moment mm-hmm. for for songs and music videos and stuff that's great but I was just having that thought because Redbone almost felt like the same thing two years ago except for it didn't have this video that was cycling around the internet right right no that's that's fair i'm i'm kind of like you in the sense that i've never been the hugest fan of his music i think he just gets better with every project uh, camp mm-hmm. i thought wasn't that great i thought it was corny you know i thought it was a guy trying too hard to be this kind of dorky whatever which is lame it's just the lamest yeah. rap personality you can find yeah he did chance the rapper way yeah. worse yeah exactly than- than Chance the Rapper did when he when he finally came out. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he did. A, and that's a good point. He did a because the internet after that, which every a lot of people loved. It's kind of a cult album. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was over ambitious. Uh, it was fine. Uh, it's I guess. it's a similar thing. Like I feel the, a similar thing with that. Like I did with like the Logic album that came out. Oh, interesting. Last year. Yeah. Uh, God, where like I fuck with the concept a mm-hmm. lot and i like the ambition and the and the um who can relate <laughs> god 
damn. <laughs> yeah, I like the ideas and everything presented, but like, it's just yeah, that that kind of shit. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, so then after that, he does Awaken My Love, which at the time was my favorite project of his. Uh, I mean, it didn't make my top fifty of the year, but yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. got pretty close. And as far as his, you know, the community is okay and he's great in community but it's the same kind of dorky happy-go-lucky thing basically what i'm trying to say is he's come a long way from his earlier persona he's now this this serious artist that we need to reckon with he has uh he's starring as lando starring he's lando in the new han solo movie atlanta has been awesome these first two seasons and um musically he seems to be taking himself seriously and um the the video i loved immediately the song i was kind of meh on at first uh, but the more i listened to it the more i like it um, i think the video helped out that song absolutely for me like so much because it gave it gave me like a really clear idea as to what he was trying to uh, like 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 it gave me it conveyed a clear artistic idea to me about what he was trying to say right the video did and, I'm, and so now i listen to that song completely differently after watching that video yeah he is a brilliant way of releasing it if, if that if he doesn't have that video with the song if he just releases the song i probably don't go back and give it a second listen before the album comes out um but the thing that the the song and the video have in common is this this stark contrast uh, the song goes from this kind of this this modern rap style i guess i don't know how else to say it but it's very modern it's very contemporary migos migos sort of exactly not quite mumble rap you can understand clearly what he's saying but it's very trendy but he contrasts that with these sort of soulful tribal gospel choruses that don't seem to fit at first but then you watch the video and it also has this contrast which i think is the, i think the main point of this video lies in the contrast where there's the the sort of jovial dancing in the foreground contrasted with this this tragedy going on in the background and i i suppose it's supposed to symbolize um how we're kind of distracted from everything going on because of entertainment which is a very meta statement to make in a rap song, but yeah. I appreciate. Um, and everyone's kind of picking apart this video for all of the, the different details that are going on in the background uh, because this is a very detail-oriented video. Um, it, a lot of it is very sudden. Like, I mean, the gunshots, th- there's not much to think about there. That's very immediate. But then you see something like Death riding on the pale horse, uh, being followed by hell, which in this case is the cops, in reference to the uh, the famous biblical verse where it's like hell will follow death on a pale horse or whatever. So there's some of that symbolism Ooh, lying. Cool. Yeah, right. So there, there's a lot of symbolism lying throughout the video that people have dissected. Uh, yeah, right. But it's it's one of those things where you see this a lot with a, uh, or I see this a lot with a lot of uh, Lupe Fiasco fans where. I don't know, and I don't mean to take any of this away from Childish Gambino or Donald Glover because he is a very smart guy, and perhaps all of this is intentional. 
but it's like as fans if we believe that an artist is intelligent and clever we will credit every single minute detail that we discover to the artist even if it wasn't intended at all if it was just a coincidence like there, there's something where apparently uh, he takes the, the the finger shot or whatever you know he shoots with his fingers, and then there's apparently 17 seconds of silence in the video after that, and people are saying that represents the 17 lives that were lost during the Parkland shooting. It's very possible that he meant that. It seems like kind of a reach. I don't know. <laughs> seems sort of like, yeah, seems like a little bit of like a, an Easter egg that you created. Yeah, thing. right. It's just like, oh, I guess that, what a coincidence. I, I see it as a coincidence. But there, there is a lot in here that is very intentional. Uh, something else that I've noticed is the, the certain poses he does, especially the one right before he shoots that first person where he kind of sticks out his hip and he kind of leans to the side it's supposed to mimic this famous jim crow image um this sort of caricature so the 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 video does have a lot of, of racial imagery and messaging um yeah well and yeah that and with the dancing too mm-hmm. um in between in between all of the shooting and everything um the, the imagery that it that that sticks out with that with both like jim crow era facial expressions and with modern dances that mm-hmm. basically show like the you know the 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 need for entertainment and distraction amidst all the chaos and everything um yeah that that, that kind of stuff i mean that's it's so really brilliantly done the way it that is. they the way that they're they're he directed the video um with with the with the, those dances that are like clear references to uh, modern trends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and black culture in general too because that's the that that's that's another point in it too is it gets into more of the racial side of 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 things with the media um because it, I, I mean it's showing all of this this black imagery paired with all of this destruction and death going on mm-hmm. and I, I don't it's 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 such an interesting video i don't like dissecting it to the point of the 17 seconds but uh genius. But i love <laughs> what he's a genius <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But I like I like the idea um, of these kind of videos that do that kind of that do that kind of stuff where you can dissect it to that point. Same thing with like Get Out, with yes. all of this imagery, all of this imagery that um, is there, and these subtle cues and things like that. Um, that I like the idea. I think that people take it too far, but I think that's actually a pretty that's a good thing because people take it to a uh, to a point where they're creating things. But those are the, the kind of things that are actually like really cool because it's like, oh shit, like people are this interested in this. There must be something going on here. Yeah, I, I think this you says know, like a lot of just what what has happened to the the art of the music video lately. Like we're this it's it's a now this huge story that finally there's another music video that 
has actually captivated America? Like, what was the last mm-hmm. music video that had this sort of galvanizing force behind it? Like, the Lemonade yeah, I videos, I guess? I, I don't know. The what videos? Like, the Beyonce Lemonade, Oh, I guess? Prob- probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. But no, I... Or I, the, I um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, not that's sure. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah. It, I, or, I, you know, like those, uh, those, uh, uh, what were they? The uh, Bruno Mars videos? Is I, that what? I guess. Yeah. I, I don't but know. but uh, but the you know like pop entertaining videos are usually the ones that get that get this kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Not 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 these sort of like artistic image. So I get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. these sort of um, real like image heavy videos that have a political message or a social message to them yeah this is definitely one of the biggest ones to come out i think yeah lemonade is probably the most recent example yeah i like the uh i like the get out comparison because like get out this does have the very it, it hits you immediately like you can watch this video once and be amazed by it but then on repeated watchings you notice a bunch of different things um, yeah, and that's that's what I like about you know like I, I don't mind about the whole thing where people are like oh the seventeen seconds represents mm-hmm. the seven you know that kind of stuff like that's you know because it it always it always turns out like stuff people are are looking at it in a good positive way and it shows that people are that interested in this in these yes. this video or with get out with that movie that they'll watch it that many times and break it down to the point where they're finding stuff that they create. And I think that that's a good thing, honestly. As long as they're not like being like, look, Donald Glover's really a Nazi because <laughs> on this on this concrete wall you see, you know, like... <laughs> no, no, it's, then we got a problem. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> you, you make a good point, because, no, you're right. This, this is better than the alternative where everyone has stopped talking about this video you know like it's much better that people are re-watching and trying to find new meanings because it does have this importance to it um you haven't seen the second season of atlanta right not yet no i've seen the first season but i haven't seen the second yet there's there's this one episode that i won't spoil but it it it, people who have seen it know what i'm talking about it centers around lakeith stanfield's character but it's um it's very similar in that it, it it's this stark weird message but the more you watch it you kind of catch certain things as you're watching it that hint as to what's to come so this is something that isn't um like a fluke i guess in donald glover's mind he's yeah. done this sort of thing before he's a very creative man even when i haven't been huge on his musical projects he's always been creative i mean yeah right yeah the watching uh watching the first season of atlanta whenever it came out and then watching him in like a couple of his movies like watching him in the martian um he's in the martians yeah he's uh yeah he's he plays he plays this like sort of genius mathematician guy that's also like super sloppy um (laughs) like unkempt you know like classic like disheveled like genius that figures out how to get um basically how to get mark watney the main character home okay um with just like on the fly too just does some math and figures it out like he plays that guy yeah yeah um 
and, but he and so but watching and he does a good pretty good job with it so like watching him with that and watching him in Atlanta and and seeing the directing and everything with that started selling me on Donald Glover as a person mm-hmm. and so that got me more interested in him as an artist too and like I'm really happy to see what he did with this is America and that SNL performance too because that SNL Very performance good. was great and he was that hilarious himself was like mm, it was okay right there's a couple of good sketches but that's snl so yeah i i mean i'm i'm excited for the record um i this is gonna sound very bloggy but 2018 seems to be his year so far like yeah yeah that is very bloggy. yeah just like who owns what's 2018 even more, what's even more what's even more bloggy is that is the donald glover's overtaking or he's becoming what Kanye needs to be, like that. Kind yeah, of there's a there's a lot of, and I'm glad we didn't go down this route of trying to do it. But there's been some like comparison, like oh yeah. you, like it's so stupid. I don't know. There's, well, it's just it's it's the same. It's it's just pitting these like rappers against each other, kind of thing. Right, you know, it, yeah. in the in the blogosphere, it's like, oh well, uh, Donald Glover's coming out with these like po- political heavy messages at the same time that Kanye is coming out with these messages that are on the other side. So let's have arguments as to you know who would win in a battle, right? Just just as it's like just to squeeze out another blog piece or two and get a couple more yeah. clicks, and you know, yeah, they're com- two completely different artists. Like I would yeah. not. I would not consider Kanye's hip hop no and Childish no. Gambino's hip hop within the same genre almost. They're they're incomparable. We're only talking about yeah. them on this podcast together because of how close they are together in time. But other than yeah. that, you know, it's just yeah. That's the that's the only thing that yeah I've, I've seen an issue with too is that I don't want people to be. Um, I don't want any of this false appreciation for Childish Gambino. Correct. Um, to a point where they're like, he's changing hip hop. He is, right. you, know, it, you know, it's like if he does, then sure, yeah, that's fine. But like, just because he's not, just because he's coming out with political heavy messages at the time when Kanye is coming out with the opposite, I would really hate to see the like sort of false appreciation for that. Right. Because while I definitely agree with that side, I don't like that. That kind of stuff is like super patronizing, and <laughs> does, you know, it, it's like it's like uh, we don't need you, Kanye. We got we got childish Gambino. It's right. Like, well, dude, like it's not about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I think he can uh, you know change the the landscape, but I think you and I are on the same page where it's like uh, let's wait till the album comes out. You know, like let's yeah exactly let let's see what happens soon you know not that this isn't awesome and important but we'll see if he can continue the uh yeah i'm super excited for for his album though which i can say for the first time is i'm excited for a childish gambino record this is the first time i can say that yeah um so yeah uh anyway awesome awesome video very good song as well um let's move on to r kelly and uh xxx tentacion i'll just shorten it to xxx from here on out i guess can we just say x instead sure. of yeah. xxx because that's yeah that's... right right but it is very important to understand who we're talking about when we say x because yeah. yeah um so i'll just kind of run through 
what's been going on with these two artists. I don't want to go into great detail because it is disturbing if you do. Um, but uh, what I have here for R. Kelly, uh, he was accused by three sets of parents of holding their daughters in a, quote, abusive cult. Uh, R. Kelly and the alleged victims denied the allegations. Uh, however, in April this year, he was accused of intentionally infecting his former partner with an STD. Um, and yeah. that's about it for recent news, but of course he has this sort of obviously controversial past with him as well. Uh, as for yeah. as for X, um, in 2016, he was arrested and charged with robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, he was arrested again later that year on charges of false imprisonment, witness tampering, and aggravated battery of a pregnant victim. Um, I would recommend uh, stepping back and kind of composing yourself if you bef before reading too much into that story. That's incredibly disturbing if you read the details it's of horrible. that. It, it's really just... And we before we get into why we're talking about them, we decided as a podcast that we weren't going to talk about any of his music um after hearing all of this so uh that's that's kind of the stance we have taken um regarding that yeah but, but um why this is relevant to our discussion today is that spotify has now rolled out a new quote hate content and hateful conduct policy and mm -hmm. as a result R. Kelly's music and X's music, um, while they're still available on the service, they have been pulled from Spotify playlists. So Spotify will not go out of their way to feature these artists or recommend them. The music is still on the service, however. Uh, Apple Music and Pandora have taken similar action regarding R. Kelly. However, last time I checked, Apple Music does have X's music um, featured in playlists yeah. as of this moment, or as, as the last time I checked, I should say. Um, so, yeah, so, so there's been a debate regarding should these services be doing this? Um, is this a free speech thing? Is this, now that they've taken a stance, do they need to enact similar punishment on other artists? Uh, what do you think about all this? Yeah, so, um, I think that Spotify especially was the one that needed to act on this. The Apple Music playlists, like, they have, it's different because they recommend things, they don't have the playlist like Rap Caviar okay. on Spotify, which is, like, a super popular, um, playlist that... Mm millions and millions i don't use spotify but i know that millions of people use the rap caviar playlist to discover new trendy hip-hop and apple music has this like they have this like a list of hip-hop but it's sort of catered to your taste in a way it's a different sort of algorithm and i'm not gonna not comment too much on them but what i what i think is great about what spotify did is the fact that they pulled it from the rap caviar playlist mm -hmm. which is probably the most popular rap hip-hop playlist um on any streaming service right now so for, for, and yeah. i think that they're obviously 
within their rights with this because it is their algorithm. Correct. It's their playlist. It's their curation. They have as much control over this as X has over his own music. Correct. Um, so there's no free speech issue with the fact that they're pulling him from their playlists or R. Kelly either. Because it's their curation. They get to decide who they want on their playlist. The reason... I mean, it, it's the same reason that they're not adding in another artist into their rap caviar playlist. It's just because they don't want to. I mean, the reasons are different, obviously, but mm. it's like they're within their rights not to put him in there. Correct. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, this is not a free speech issue. I think we see this a lot uh, with Twitter as well, where like Twitter will ban an account and then everyone comes out with a, well, what about free speech? Free speech means that you cannot be arrested or punished by the government, the U.S. government, for something that you say. Spotify and Twitter are private institutions they can do whatever they want they're absolutely yeah, yeah it would be it would be like if if you and i were had a super successful playlist streaming business mm -hmm. and we learned that one of the artists that use our business did this mm -hmm. and we were like you know like like if if our podcast was super popular and we made playlists for people and everything and then one of the people that that uh, was on our playlists did something like that and we were like hey let's take him off our playlist because that's bullshit that's within our right. rights that's Correct. completely our thing like this is our representation of our business but since spotify and apple music are so popular and especially since spotify is a free service correct people feel entitled to it yes and they feel like it's their right to have this music like uh, uh, this music available to them mm -hmm. it, it, and, and it just it, it gets into this in, into this line of like no this is I mean it's a free service but it's also not because you're getting ads and it's a company this is something right. that's ran by people not the government yeah a private institution and, yes yeah 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 exactly so it, exactly what you said and I don't know it, it that that whole thing the fact that this is even an argument yeah that people are like oh well, free speech issue it's like are you shitting me right like right. you are actually talking about free speech issues yeah right when yeah when when these two people like what they've actually done you're talking about free speech issues with their music mm -hmm. like if it was if it was like Oh, we're not letting R. Kelly or X like tweet anymore, or we're not letting R. Kelly or X um, give public statements anymore. That's another thing, right? That's bad. That goes against the Constitution. Spotify saying, "Hey, we're pulling X and R. Kelly from our our rap caviar playlist," is like that is completely within their rights, and I just think it's like it's ridiculous when people mm -hmm. complain about that. Yeah, and and honestly, and go ahead. The just really quick, the yeah, the X team, and I read this on Pitchfork's uh, article about this because they reached out to his rep representatives. They gave a response to him about or to them about the uh, Spotify's decision to remove him, 
and they basically said hey i don't have a comment just a question will spotify remove all the artists listed below from their playlists and they list so many like like uh backstreet boys Ozzy Osbourne, Jimmy Page, James Brown, Michael Jackson, Miles Davis, yeah. Nelly, like, you know, all these people that have had uh, sexual assault or so, some sort of social, real, like, outlying issues Brand new. ahead of them. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that that's just absolutely... It, it's 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 like it, it's disgusting because it's like yeah. hey I don't have a comment but oh, these people did something bad so are they gonna get punished for it too yeah it's like Jesus Christ yeah like, can you not just talk about what happened it, and like it, it is an interesting point but coming from him that's not what I want to hear you know like it's, it's 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 the it's the kid that gets in trouble for something and they're like well joey did this mm -hmm. and why didn't he get in trouble for mm -hmm. it and it's like well we're not dealing with that yeah. right now e even if this joey should get in trouble for what he did you know that's another argument that's something it's another discussion but that's not your business i guess you know yeah yeah i mean i guess it's a, it's a, it's a it's a point to make yeah yeah you know at some point it, it, it it's a point to make but like the the thing is like <laughs> that's not what we're dealing with right now right because it's that's just a deflection and that's the same you know i don't want to get back on donald trump but that's the same yeah. donald trump mentality of you know well deflection this is this person did this so why aren't we talking about this let's get away from my stuff i, I believe that not yeah the, the the colloquial term i think is what aboutism i think is uh what, oh yeah okay i like that yeah what so what about this you know like okay what about it you know like what are we yeah, talking about i like that yeah that's because that, it's just it's not owning up to your shit it's being afraid to own up to your shit so you just find examples because you can find examples of you know what you did right all over the place i mean especially with sexual assault in in the entertainment industry and in music it's like yeah you can find examples of it everywhere so you can deflect all over the place if you want to but the <laughs> fact that you're doing that really does not bode well against what what you're what you're dealing with right now right um so yeah so i'm interested to see if they continue to extend similar punishments to other artists uh, i'm interested to see if yeah. they if and where they draw a line well i guess they've already do you think yeah. okay do you think that like with the statement that he made of you know uh miles davis michael jackson yeah miguel, uh, miguel nelly like all these people that he listed do you think that like there's an actual case that needs to be made there like should they remove all of these people that have had um, some sort of allocations from their playlists or do you think that it's like a point to um, like should it be judged at, like in an arbitrary way yeah I think there's it there should be some sort of um, case by case basis but it, I mean yeah. it, as soon as they do for better or for worse once they draw this line they do have to kind of determine who's on what side of the line you know yeah um 
So it, that's I'm more interested to see. I'm not gonna come out here and say like, oh, they should or should not. It it's up to them. Um, I'm more. Well, well, the thing that I uh, I think that I think the thing is like I don't I don't think they should do anything. Okay. Um, I definitely don't think that they should, like at the first sign of of uh, of sexual assault or or um, anything, you know. I don't think that at the first sign they should just immediately pull people from their from their playlists because mm. you know I, I mean there's a whole thing to be had with that sure I think that because I, I think that since this is ran by people with opinions and with rights to do what they want to do it should basically be an arbitrary thing if they want to do that if they want to pull people from their playlist at the first sign of any of this kind of stuff offensive stuff mm -hmm. then that's fine that's going to be their decision but I, I think that people are getting too hung up on like they're treating spotify like it is a government organization right like it needs to be fair across all boards when it doesn't because it's an it's an organization it's an arbitrary judgment that they get to make do you do you and, oh sorry go ahead no, no, you go ahead. Do, do you think that there will now be an extra heat on Spotify or Apple Music? Say some, something else comes out about another artist. Do you think now that they've done this to R. Kelly and X, do you think there's now going to be this new immediate pressure from fans on like social media or whatever to say like oh now you guys got to do this you know do, do you think there's going to be more outrage uh, regarding this in the future you mean like you mean like uh like spotify users saying like hey you need to pull this person from your playlist right or not even just spotify users just people in general hopping on twitter and saying you know like oh well this came out now you got to take them why out. don't you pull this person oh 100 percent. yeah i think that I think that a hundred percent people are gonna are gonna hop on this and and start asking Spotify to be to pull um, this person, this person, this person because of uh, like of the, like from their playlists because right. of those reasons. But the thing is, again, like it's not it's it's not like the people's decision. This is. It, it's not a really a democracy when it comes to it's not a democracy at all when it comes to the decisions that Spotify gets to make mm -hmm. because they're a closed a private organization and it's it's an arbitrary thing that they get to make I'm 100% in approval of what they've done with this agreed and I think that that's what matters here yeah do you think they should have gone further do you think they should have just taken it off no I don't okay because I think that then that gets into a thing of um, that gets into more of a hairy area of like you're not allowing my artists to um, to to get into your um, organization off of these things that haven't really been proven yet and mm -hmm. we are willing to pay the money and that gets into like more of a more of a hairy area for them so i mean like i'd be fine if they pulled x and r kelly's yeah. music sure mostly because 
I don't listen to that. So, <laughs> Fair point. So That's... I have no stake in that at all. Yeah. And also because, you know, the what they've what they've allegedly done is some pretty heinous shit. Yeah. And I I'd be okay with that. That'd be fine. But I think I like I definitely don't think that they should because I think it would just be a really just futile effort from the company like it, it it's too idealistic mm, okay for them to try to do that i think because they can't just they can't just pull them from their service without any sort of backlash and i don't think that they need to go through that i think that them pulling this from their playlists gives enough of an idea of hey this is what's going on you need to understand this is what's happening with these people and if you choose to listen to them that's your choice you can do that but we're not going to promote them on our own playlists and i think that that's fair if you want to be a real streaming service in 2018 where you have to basically give access to all types of music yeah yeah i have i have one more question about this um, there's this phenomenon called the Streisand effect, where I believe the origin is where Barbara Streisand had purchased a new home in Malibu, but she didn't want anyone to find out where it was. And so naturally, the response is everyone went out of their way to try to figure out where this house is. Because as soon as right. she said, I don't want anyone finding out, that triggers everyone to go find it. Yeah, right. Similarly, do you think that this somehow could help R. Kelly and X in their music careers if people are finding out, like, oh, they took them off of Spotify? Well, now that I think about it, I haven't really listened to R. Kelly in a while, so I'm going to go get a CD or find him elsewhere. Or maybe, uh... you're, or maybe you're unfamiliar with X, who's only kind of popular, and you're like, oh, who is this guy? I'm going to look him up on YouTube, or, and maybe that makes someone a fan. I don't know, but that's something I thought about. That's a really interesting thing that I haven't thought about. Yeah, it's because uh, R. That's Kelly, I feel really like everyone kind of yeah, knows, you know, or but but someone like yeah, X, definitely. Yeah, someone like X, I, mean, I think, is interesting. Uh, everybody, everybody at our age and a little bit older and a little bit younger, at least knows R. Kelly from Ignition. Mm-hmm. But, or his past controversies, right? Like my my parents know who yeah. R. Kelly is because of you know that. But yeah, um, the, the, yeah. But someone like X X X, you know, he was an up and coming rapper. Not the XX. Right, right. <laughs> not DMX. Not the XX. Not any of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. X X X Tentacion. He was at the time before all this an up and coming rapper. He was on the Double XL yeah. freshman thing, but he wasn't like all over the radio or anything so i'm wondering if if they see these headlines they're like oh i wonder how edgy his music is you know i I don't know that's That's, a yeah that's a really good point because yeah i haven't yeah because because this is this is basically just applying to acts because Mm -hmm. r kelly everybody knows his reputation right and his music and everything i feel like i feel like that he's like kind of a non-issue in this thing Mm -hmm. well he's an issue sure but he's not he he's he's not a non-issue he's he's a not he doesn't surprise i don't think he has anything to gain 
potentially in this. Yeah, yeah, he's not a surprise in this, right. which is really sad. It, it, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that's that's interesting because yeah, I I feel like X has definitely been getting a lot more. I mean, he's been talked about a lot more mm-hmm. recently because of this. So yeah, so maybe that question of should Spotify have pulled their music actually does hold some ground. Yeah, kind of like the all bad publicity is good publicity sort of yeah. adage. Okay, so okay, so I think maybe I'll change my tone a tiny bit mm-hmm. on that, where I will say like I understand why they wouldn't do it mm-hmm. because of the reasons I said. Because it's like, hey, we're removing this. You understand why? If you choose to listen to them, that's your choice because that's our company. But if I, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like yeah. they still. I don't know. I feel like I understand why they they're doing it, and I feel like that is enough. But you might be right with the whole thing of like, since they're getting exposure, it could lead to maybe even worse things. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Yeah, I'm more just I just pose the question. I don't have an answer for it, but I I think I might track over. I don't know how I would, but I might track to see how their sales are affected. Yeah, that's by any of this. Yeah, that that would be really interesting to see. Yeah, so or like how many streams Ignition gets right. after because it because it is still on there. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, because because now people have to go out of their way to try to find R. Kelly. Because then they hear because then they hear R. Kelly and they're like, oh man, R. Kelly, man, I used to love him. I used to love Ignition. I used to love his. Yeah, someone who his, may not have thought his, about I R. Kelly I in could years. Fly. Oh God, I hate that song. <laughs> But yeah, someone who may not have thought about R. Kelly in like three years, all of a sudden is like, oh yeah, yeah. I like R. Kelly, you know? So, I don't know. That that could happen. Is, yeah. yeah. I feel like with X, it's it's pretty much bad all the way around. Okay. Because his reputation is is like preceded by his music. XXX reputation. I, yeah, I think Sorry, that I said that correctly. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was dumb on my behalf, but yeah. Anyway, no, no, you're right. You're right, though. Yeah, I mean, because he's he is such a new artist that like he's he came out with he came out with his music and then pretty much immediately after he was in his double XL and everything, this stuff happened. So like he's kind of he's kind of tied in with he didn't establish enough of a career to to sort of uh counterbalance that yeah r kelly on the other hand he had he had i believe i could fly an ignition and and you know i mean just he had everything like all those yeah yeah and and then all this stuff came out and this stuff's coming out now and then the stuff that came out before and everything so that one's a little bit more tricky. Yeah. Because it's a thing of, like, people have already almost accepted R. Kelly as this entity. Whereas X is a bad person, and everybody, like, not everybody, but, like, right. for the most part, people know it. Right. 
R. Kelly, it's like, oh yeah, he's R. Kelly, but he wrote this song, so let's listen to this. Yeah, you know, and not that he hasn't done heinous stuff now, obviously, or new stuff. Heinous stuff has come out. Well, that's what that's what I mean. Like, it's right. like it's a thing of like heinous stuff comes out, right? And then they're like, well, yeah, that's R. Kelly. Right, you're right. That's what I'm saying. It's like we, it's like people gave him a pass forever for his earlier stuff. You yeah, because I mean? they're yeah. like. Because they're like, oh, yeah, do you not remember what happened, like, ten years ago? It's like, Jesus, okay, yeah, but, like, this is coming out again. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right, right. Yeah, so so I think that's pretty much all we have to say about about that. Um, Shifting to a lighter topic, uh, we're just going to throw around some, some, uh, you know, the state of our music, you know, what, what, what we've been listening to. So uh, yeah, on, on the that, things that yeah yeah what's what are what's in our rotation these days? Uh, what well, you, what's in your rotation these days? Let what, me hear what. What's what you in my rotation? Do. So there's a um, this is going to be either a very obvious recommendation or a brand new wow listen, depending on who you are if you're listening to this, um, because if you're kind of in the know, it's the most on the nose recommendation one can make in shoegaze music um Mm. there's there's a moment in every music listener's life where the my bloody valentine album loveless uh, Mm. absolutely just clicks for them everyone has this experience with this record where they hear it and it's it's kind of all right at first you don't really get why it's named among the best records of the 90s and then you give it some more listens out of maybe pure curiosity or some general enjoyment and then it just kind of hits you and i'm speaking for a consensus of people not for everybody but now as of this week or so i'm speaking for myself as well this finally i'm finally getting this experience of finally understanding all the hype behind this record Mm. I, I checked my Spotify today. I apparently added this to my library December of 2015. Um, wow. And I've been kind of, and to, I, I didn't go back to it as a full experience that much. If a song came on on Shuffle, I occasionally gave it a listen. Um, but for whatever reason, I heard Only Shallow, the opener, lately, and I just fucking loved it. And I'm like, whoa, is the entire record this awesome? It is, as it turns out. Um, and and so it, this is kind of, it, it has this status as like this ultimate grower album. And it's like, well, why is that? Um, to describe the album sonically, it's, uh, it's, it's very noisy. It's very fuzzy. The, the ongoing joke for two and a half decades now is that there's drums and vacuums you know it's just like a vacuum sound over (sighs) percussion and it's like oh that's loveless by my bloody valentine um and when you first listen to the album that that, that's kind of what you get you get just a wall of just noise and sounds just piercing your ears it's chaotic it it does have some tempo with it and some melody with it but it's very hard it's very abrasive it's very hard to get into but the more you listen to it the more you kind of pluck out specific instrumentation you, you kind of identify certain instruments 
and what they're doing by themselves. And so I think that the best way to understand the appeal of this album is just to continue to listen to it, learn how the instruments blend together, learn how much of the beauty is kind of contained underneath the abrasive exterior of it, and I think it's best understood as a whole, but only after kind of digesting all of these individual components. Um, so I'm just, I'm more so I'm just happy that I'm finally now in the club of people that just absolutely adore this record uh, because it's been, I guess Pitchfork called it like the second best record of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And despite that, it doesn't have a lot of popularity outside of, you know, indie circles or shoegaze circles. They don't have this sort of Radiohead transcendence where it kind of is more than just critically adored. Um, so uh, that's why I throw it as a recommendation is because if you've listened to Shoegaze or Dream Pop, you know this record. You probably love this record. But for someone who's still trying to get into music or maybe a new genre, My Bloody Valentine, Loveless. Give it a listen and then give it like five more. So that's what I've been listening I to. I really, really, really like the way that you dissected that. Well, thank you. So that's a, that's a great way to talk about what that album is. I've been because, thinking about yeah. it a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I I remember, and I love, um, I think my favorite type of music, and sometimes it's to my fault, is music that is like abrasive and hard to listen to at first, Mm -hmm. because it it, it feels like uh, there's something more there, and sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's it's just bullshit. Sometimes it's experimentation for the sake of it, and that's why sometimes it can come to my fault, but that album is one of the premier examples of something that is an abrasive um listen at first and something that you you that piques your curiosity but maybe not your interest if that makes sense correct correct like it is like you're left with like oh maybe i should listen to that again but then you're like ah no i'll listen to something that i know is okay but then the few times that you go back and listen to it it rewards you in so many ways so i'm i'm glad that you and you talked about that one and it's it's a situation where i'm thankful for the internet for fans and for right and yeah. for for music critics honestly because if this didn't have the hype behind that's a, it that's a that for me that's a pitchfork uh like that's a thank you pitchfork yeah that's a feather in their cap that's like a wow because if they didn't have that hype i probably wouldn't have gone back to this after a couple listens i just would have given up on it but it was a lot of it was i was personally interested but also interested in like what does everyone like about this record you know um yeah so yeah so I, i i guess we haven't really talked about this record before but i'm glad you feel similarly i mean it is fantastic it's my favorite shoegaze album it's my favorite album that i guess falls in the dream pop spectrum that alongside of uh heaven or las vegas cocteau Twins. Oh, yeah yeah i'd I mean, say yeah fan fantastic yeah. yeah uh but yeah what about you what's what's in your rotation yeah how much time do we have by the way uh like 12 minutes okay cool yeah um so this album is one that i listened to the first time last year actually okay it's not it's not an album from last year but um it's an album that i heard for the first time last year and i started recently listening to it again um over the past couple weeks and it's it's a, a group that i've talked about in the past on our blog 
in our top 50 albums of 2016 blog specifically, and I ranked them at number three um, for their album that they released in 2016. Um, it's Swan's album, mm. To Be Kind. Mm. Um, and this is an album that came out in 2014, and I just re- recently listened to it in last year in the fall. And I started listening to it again over the past couple weeks. And I mean, it hit me like crazy um, the first time that I listened to it because it's just, it's a it's a two hour album first off, so it's it's an immense project to listen through. You're basically giving it your all to listen to this album in one setting. It's like a it it, it seriously takes some work. So, but the the like escapism that's Mm. evoked in this project is absolutely mind-blowing because the 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 elements that are discussed here are around a lot of existentialism a lot of religious imagery blasphemy in imagery and um weird weird sort of like god-like science sort of metal imagery to it too um so i mean it's a very existential album and it and it and it really makes you feel small in scope of the album itself which again two hours same (laughs) as their as their album the glowing man and same as the seer which is another great album from them too um but it makes it feel small in 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 sound and in scale because the scale of this album is huge also and it's just the listening through to this thing is a real experience and it's not going to be for everybody because it's two hours long because it works through so many existential things and because it works through so many just like kind of creepy like sounds and aesthetics but i think that everybody at least deserves the chance to listen through to it at least once to see how they feel about it because i've never really heard anything like this even beyond their last album the glowing man this stands out among the crowd in in that and in other albums that i've heard in the past and it's so hard to classify (laughs) so it's uh, i i recommend i really don't have much to say about it other than that because like breaking down the instrumentation would take me like too long because it's two hours long Mm -hmm. so i i'd say just listen through to this at least once you know, set aside a couple hours to listen through to this at least once, and you know, see see the feeling that it leaves you with, and decide whether or not you decide to to go back in on it at a later date or something. Because this thing is so heavy, and I think that it's incredibly impressive and amazing. Very nice, well done. I um I haven't listened to the full record yet. Um, I mean, I listened to the Glowing Man in full. I liked it. But I heard yeah. uh, I've listened to a couple of isolated tracks from To Be Kind. Uh, 
I guess it's called uh, A Little God in My Hands or something like that. Oof. That yeah. track is great. Uh, that's it's uh it's drony. It's uh it's got this very subtle build throughout. It, it kind of keeps the same tempo, but it just adds chaos on top of it as it goes. Yeah, very yeah. slowly. That's a lot of that's a lot of swans. Yeah. Uh, very the sprawling one style is is they 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 delve into the post rock area of building like you end up at the end of the song you end up in a completely different spot than you were at the beginning of the song that kind of thing which i love i'm always a fan yeah. of that yeah but they take it to a level of like you end up in like you end up a lot of times at, you start at a p- place of like almost peace right and you can feel some sort of anxious nature in the song but you end up at a place that's like you're in hell, like that kind of <laughs> right. thing. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's yeah. like they the way they transition you through that is amazing. And I, you know, and, and this album is a great example of that. It's it's really impressive. So yeah, it is. It's very tense and sprawling, and I really just need to get around to the full record. But it does illustrate the point you made earlier saying some of your favorite music is abrasive this this kind of fits the bill i would say yeah right exactly yeah yeah so we we got a couple minutes uh i mean i'll just save because my other recommendation i had slated is a 2018 record so it's a q2 record so i might just save it for that podcast but i've been listening to it so much this week that i considered just talking about it now but i'll wait on it I'll, i'll a little bit of a tease okay. there, a little bit of a tease, you know. Okay, keep it as a surprise. Okay, I'll I'll yeah. not, I'll I'll just leave it at that one record for myself then too. Okay, so uh, so yeah, we uh, we talked a lot today about a lot of different things. Uh, this was our first time doing this format, and uh, I'm a fan of it. So we'll uh, you know we'll 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 continue to uh, bank some of these music stories that are happening in the zeitgeist we'll keep them in mind and uh, if they pique our interest we'll talk about them on the next state of music podcast um so yeah so thank you for joining me patrick yeah this was great I'm, i really liked doing this podcast it was it was a fun discussion yeah an hour and a half just flew by yeah that's it was a lot of fun um so yeah thanks for joining uh thank you all for listening um not sure what we're doing next but uh you know you'll just have to wait for that um yeah keep your eyes open yeah yeah all right thanks guys have a good one bye-bye